Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Today on the podcast, we have Deshay Peacock, who is an international retreat leader, lifestyle design coach, and founder of Sweet Spot Style. Over there, Deshay works with creative entrepreneurial women, those are you guys listening right now, to upgrade their lifestyle and live fully in their sweet spot. She's also the author of Create the Style You Crave and Your Creative Workspace. On today's podcast, we're diving into how to create a work environment that inspires you, a little touch on light and colors and wallpaper and feng shui and all the things you need to be maybe a little bit focused on to make yourself more productive and work in a space you truly appreciate. Hey, Deshay, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. It's great to be here. Yes, I am excited to jump in and talk all about your work environment. I am one where I need clean, clean, clean. I need very minimalist stuff around me, but I also want things that inspire me. And I think it's really awesome that despite whether you have a formal office or a small space to work with that you can use this to help you do your best work. So talk to our listeners a little bit about style and like what people can incorporate to be a little more productive. Cool. Thanks so much for having me. I guess I'll just start by saying, you know, like I'm not the style guru of the world. You know, I think that my job is hopefully to help people to think about what's important to them and what kind of workspace would inspire them. And that's really different for a lot of different people, right? Depending on your personality and who you are and what you do. And so like you started off by saying that you really need a clean environment and that really helps you. You know, I was just talking to somebody yesterday and we were talking about how her studio, she's a painter, is a complete mess. And that her husband was like, why don't you just pick up after yourself? It's not that hard. 
you know, and she was talking about how she likes to go through these creative spurts and just get all messy. And then she likes to come in and clean it up. And I think that's how I am too. And as much as people know me for like loving a beautiful creative space and loving to be surrounded by beauty and all that at home, I do get quite messy. And my husband is, I'm going to diagnose him as OCD. Okay. Here. (laughs) And he likes to come in. And the first thing he does is he starts sweeping and picking up because he actually can't really relax in his environment unless it's a certain way. And for me, who's a more of a, you know, not that he's not creative in his own way he is, but for me as a creative, I need to not be worried about how clean it is when I'm in create mode. Now, so I do have rituals. Like when I wake up in the morning, I do like to start off with a clean space. Then I like to, I like to spread out. I like to move around. I have like three creative workspaces just in my house. And so you kind of have to really give yourself permission, first of all, to notice what lights you up, notice what gives you energy. You don't have to follow like a five-step guide to doing this. Really, it's just, it's take a look inside and see what works for you. And then set up some rituals to make sure that that's in place for you. Yeah, I had the exact same conversation with my husband just a couple days ago. We were going to have company over and I use our sunroom as my painting studio. And I had just like had a big session that day and the day before and there was stuff everywhere. And he comes in and he's like, I don't even know how you can walk through here. I don't even know how you can live like this. And I was like, I was creating, I was doing stuff. But then we go through and then of course there's the follow through is what's hard for me. But neither here nor there. I think it's interesting where people feel like they have to have an absolute designated workspace in order to be more productive. And I know a lot of our audience feels like like they're missing out on something if they don't have an extra guest room or an actual office or somewhere to go to. So what are some hacks that you know of to kind of create that same environment for someone who might not have the full space to do so? Well, you know, I always say everybody deserves to have their own sweet spot, their own little spot, even if it's just a corner that they can fully be in, create and have it look the way they want to reflect who they are. Um, but that said, you know, I and I've written a whole book on, you know, your creative workspace. But in the first page, I say, look, you know, this is something that's inside of us. It's inside of us, this creativity. And as much as we'd all love to have the perfect workspace or studio, the truth is you don't need anything but a table and a not yeah, a table and a chair. Like that's all you really need. So don't let that stop you. Don't let the the fact that you want the perfect place stop you from creating. Number one, just know that you have everything you need inside of you right now to do it. Pull up a chair next to a table and get going. Now that said, we all, you know, we are inspired definitely by our environment. So I would say if you have a small space or you feel like you don't have any space at all, try to get creative with it. So look around your space, you know, number one, like, do you have a bedroom? Like most of us have a bedroom, you know, it might be small, but all you need again is just find a wall, put a desk next to it and pull up a chair. Now you can like, I have a bedroom office. I don't even need a bedroom office because I have a, I have a study that's supposed to be my office, but when I put up some, I put up this really pretty wallpaper in my bedroom and the light comes in. It's nice. And I thought, you know, I want to sit here. I want to be here when I work. And so I created this office in my bedroom, but it really, it's an Ikea desk, a chair that I found, you know, at the neighbors that I like pulled down this, I rolled down the street for like $10 at a yard sale and this really pretty wallpaper and the wallpaper made it feel like it was a designated space 
you know, and then a light and that's pretty much it. So if you have a bedroom and you want to designate that space, if you have a house, you could think about doing a whole wall and wallpaper where that where that desk is. Or you could do just a, mur- a mural or you could even do there's now stick on wallpaper that you can just do a strip of. And that's really that's really pretty, too. Or even just a big piece of art hanging above your desk so that it kind of feels more like an office space. I mean, that's one way to do it. But also just even in your living room or your dining room, or if you have an entryway, people are creating office spaces all over the house, even in little off, even in closets. So in my book, I interviewed a couple of different people who've just created offices out of a closet where they just pulled everything out of the closet. They inserted just a piece of plywood or a piece of, I mean, you could get fancy with your wood, but if you were doing it on a budget, just a piece of wood, pull up a chair and there you go. Yeah. I find it so interesting that like what made your space, your space was your surroundings. And for me, you know, I I mentioned the the clean and the quiet, but also, you know, I found recently that if I'm tying myself to my desk, I feel more stuck. And so I need flexibility in my working space. And I have found that my dining room by far gets the most natural light. And so especially in the morning, I love to have my bowl of cereal there. I love to pull out my laptop and get to work there. My dogs love laying in the sunshine and there's not really anything that quote makes it an office other than the fact that I'm physically working in that space, but because it's so light and bright, I find it inspiring. And so it can be as simple as, you know, finding the best light in your house to make you feel motivated to get to work. That's so true. And I often do. I, you know, I opened up my, where I'm sitting right now, I opened up the kitchen so that there's a window box. And so the light from the kitchen, there's windows in the kitchen, there's windows in the dining room. And they both, that light both passes through this window box so that when I'm sitting at my dining room table, there's a lot of light. And so I often, there's more light there than there is in my study, which is next door to my dining room, which is the official office. That's why it often spills out into the dining table, which irritates my husband. But, (laughs) you know, but it's true that that for me would be the number one key factor is where's the light? Where's the light? And then, you know, getting up and moving around. So right now I'm sitting under the window box and this is something people could do too. We actually found this piece of marble like in an, in a, like a construction site. Somebody was building a house down the street and we went for a walk and there was this white thing sticking out of the dirt. And we're like, what is that? And we uncovered it and it was a a marble slab. So I was like, grab that. <laughs> and my husband was like, well, what is this? Like, is this a headstone? And I was like, no, just it's marble. I'll grab it. And so, you know, I don't know what it was from, but it was just buried in the ground. But yeah, so we grabbed it and then we had, what is that called when you like smooth out the white? Like polished. Yeah, polished. (laughs) Like we had it polished and then we just had it inserted into a shelf. So where I'm sitting right now is as simple as that. You know, it doesn't have to be marble. It could be wood, but that's where all the light in the house is. It's not necessarily a place where I'd have a desk, but I actually like sitting here too because I'm on a stool right now. And so it makes my back I have to sit up a little bit straighter and sometimes I'll move the stool over and I just stand up. 
And a lot of people are enjoying standing up these days because, you know, as women, we tend to hunch over. And especially if you're on the computer all day, you're hunching over and you're, you're getting all this neck pain. So standing up is a good way to avoid some of that. I think my favorite hack to kind of figure out where I'm going to increase productivity is asking myself, like, literally, how do I want to work that day? And then having assigned zones either within my house or even within my community that are best suited for that type of work. So our audience has heard me say this often, but I do a lot of writing for TCC and I write best in a noisy environment and I need things passing by. I need to be, that helps me focus more than anything. And so I can crank out a bunch of content if I'm outside of my house at a coffee shop, in a cafe, doing something like that. But I also have found like my favorite coffee shop that has like these little cubby holes that I can kind of like hide away in, but I can still be surrounded by people. But there might be a different type of work where I love to sit in my actual office and get a bunch of stuff done there or live that laptop life and work from the couch or work from my dining room table. But I I find that it's more of I'm checking in with myself and asking myself, how do I want to work that day? Like what level of productivity is required for this task to be completed? And then I can bebop around based on what those zones will give me. Yeah, I do the exact same thing. You know, I didn't write very much of my last two books at home. It's just too distracting for writing. For me, I really love going to, there's a library that I like that's a couple of towns over. So it's not like I'm going to run into people there. It's very quiet and they have a lot of natural light and they have great Wi-Fi and it's quiet. It's a library. So I would go there and write. And also I love writing in cafes too. And sometimes like you literally, you know, when you just wake up and you have a big list of stuff to do and you're just like, oh my God. And you go to the same spot, you go to your dining table, you go to your office and house, whatever. And sometimes you really just need to get out of the house. And caffeine never hurts either, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Unless you're off of it like Abby is and then it might actually hurt. Oh my gosh. I had a sip like on accident and I no, I like took a sip of my husband's drink thinking it was water and it was coke and I was like whoa like I almost fell over backwards anyway side note so talk to us about what if these people because I know we do have some listeners that go to a nine to five and they work all day and then they come home and there's no light left and their house is full of kids or husbands or dogs and or they're working out of their basement (laughs) and they're just like trying to make it work and so how can we take those make it work moments and make it a little more personal and a little more special for those people well okay if you're gonna be at home let's do two scenarios like home and outside of the home so if you're gonna be at home you're coming home from a nine to five and you know everything's busy like first of all if there's other people in your house and there's something you you need to work on like your creative project or maybe you're starting a a side hustle or something, then you need to let those other people know what's going on ahead of time so that you all are on the same page with expectations. So it's like, you know, if you're a mom, you come home and if you walk in the door after being gone all day and then you're like, oh, I got to go paint or now I've got to write a newsletter, like they're going to go crazy and they're going to look at you and be like, where's your dinner? But if you set it, if you set it up ahead of time and you're like, you know, hey, I had to do this when I was working. I was working full time in a college. I had a you know child and I 
had a book deal and I was starting a business. So I needed to create time that was important to me for, to create something that I knew that was going to be long lasting, which meant I had to compromise and hustle really hard in those first couple of years, right? So we had a family meeting and I was like, look, honey, you know, I'm going to be gone. I'm going to actually leave the house. I'm going to go to the co-op, like the grocery store that has a cafe. And I'm going to sit there, you know, for a couple of hours and I'm going to hammer this out and then I'm going to come home and I'm going to be present. So I kind of mesh those two examples together. But one is like, talk to your family if you have one ahead of time and let them know when you're going to be working on something at home. And then tell them, you know, this is really important time for me. And I promise if you let me focus on this, then I'll get with you and I'll spend time with you and I'll braid your hair and I'll cook your dinner, whatever later. But right now, like, please like, let me have this time to focus and go somewhere quiet and close the door, right? So wherever it is in your house, go somewhere quiet and close the door. If you can, incorporate a couple of rituals. If there's no light, then grab some lemon oil. You guys may have noticed like, well, you, your listeners can't see me, but I can see you guys. And I have some lemon oil, essential oil, and it smells like sunshine. It smells like light. It's, it smells really, it wakes you up and gives you focus. So if you don't have natural light, then do something that makes you feel like you're in natural light, like smelling some lemon oil. And maybe you light a candle. Maybe you have a diffuser. Maybe you just make a little pretty space right there with this single flower and a little vase and set yourself up and turn on a light or a candle and make it feel like you're putting in a little bit of effort to create this little sacred space, even for a little while. If you stay home, if you go out, which that's what I would recommend. <laughs> if you're coming home for a busy day, even if there's not anybody there, just that switch of environment, there's so many distractions at home, then just carve out a little time to go somewhere else and use that time. And then when you sit down to do that work though, make sure you're focused on that work. That's how I, that's how I got two books written. Like when I went to the co-op or when I went to the library, I didn't get out my phone and start looking at Instagram on my sacred time away from my family, right? Like I sat down, I opened up my computer and I wrote. So get really focused and dedicated on like your tasks. And often what happens is those tasks will turn into like, they'll be related to those places. So it, it actually turned out where I had a hard time. Once I started doing that and writing at the library and the cafe, I had a hard time writing at home because it's almost like your body gets attuned, sort of like riding a bicycle, you know, like you, your body learns these environments and craves those, which is great because when you get into them, then it's easier to facilitate that and jump into your work. Want to learn exactly step-by-step step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get Get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Another recommendation I have, especially for people who might be working in basements or dark spaces, or if you're coming home and you can't leave, like maybe there's a baby there and you can't go, or you're working like on a physical product that you're making at home and all of your supplies. My mom does this. She invested in, because they're not cheap, but they're worth it. Those daylight white light bulbs. You can get them at Target. You can get them at Lowe's. You can order from Amazon, but she has them all over and it just lights up that place with that hue of light that's just it's non-shadow casting and it's super 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 bright and that really helps her kind of stay focused that this is now a work session and it's this is office light and this is what it feels like to be working so i think it again is kind of tricking that brain into here's the mode for productivity because these type of lights are on. So now get to work. Yeah. And I have a whole chapter in my last book on light and how different kinds of light can really affect your mood. There's even lights that have slight colors to them that can affect how you feel. And of course, there's some really great lights out there that can enhance your mood, especially if you suffer from, you know, seasonal affective disorder or anything like that. So that's a great tip. Happy lights for life, babe. I, I have one of those ones that you plug in in the wintertime. And it's amazing how just having it on can change your mood so quickly. Yeah. So you find that it works for you? 
Yeah. And I, I have a daylight light bulb in here. My office is dark and it actually, unfortunately gets darker in the summertime because we have trees right outside our window and it's brighter in the middle of winter when there's no leaves. And then when it's spring, like you'd think it'd be even better, but my office gets worse in the summertime. So I just find other places to call home for the day or office for the day. Well, and I love when you decided, Abby, to invest in a laptop, like you have been desktop life for so long. And I think you like you realized that you wanted to work in a different way. And can you talk to us about that a little bit? Yeah, so I lived and breathed by my desktop for forever. And as a designer, it made a lot of sense because I could see things on a bigger screen. And I slowly started delegating that sort of work. And so the need for a giant screen and sitting in one place was not as necessary. Plus with being in pain, if you've ever been in pain and then tried to sit at a desk for any length of time, it can get really hard on your back and your neck and your shoulders. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to invest in a laptop, but I try to be really specific with the type of work I do on my laptop. If I'm going to sit down to record a podcast, I do it in front of my desktop. But if I'm going to go engage in our community or write something or do something quick and dirty, I do it on my laptop and I sit on my couch and I put my feet up and I make it so that it almost doesn't feel like I'm working. Like it's like borderline, like, am I working? Am I not working? And I am, I'm getting things accomplished, but they're because I'm changing the way in which I work, it doesn't give me the same fatigue level on my body. Yeah, that's that's such a good point. You know, and it's also good just in general for us to remember to stand up and walk around a little bit, you know, like create little pockets in the day where you're not just sitting down and forcing yourself like, okay, I have to get these 10 things done. And then all of a sudden, uh oh, I didn't eat lunch. You know, I mean, it might be a beautiful day outside. And if you're just stuck at your desk, you know, how much more could you get done if you just left your desk or your couch or your bed if you're on your phone and got out and just walked around for 10 minutes and then came back? You know, the long term effects of that on your body is going to make you more productive in the end as well. But I think that we actually have to plan that in and write that. I actually will write that in my little to do list. You know, like when I wake up, one of my productivity hacks is I either the night before or the morning, I'll write down every single thing I need to do that day, even little things. And so, and I block out time like lunch and go for a quick walk because otherwise there'll be days where I'll just go, 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 go. And then, and then I realize I haven't really taken care of myself and that's not what we want. Well, and I think it's so funny that we have that privilege from working from home to do that. And yet we're the ones so often forgetting to do it. Like I will go drive and either run an errand or head to a coffee shop or whatever. And if it happens to be around lunchtime, there's a big engineering firm, a ginormous building where a ton of people work at right down the street from me. And if it's around lunchtime, I will see like almost everyone in that building circling the block. Like they w- go walk on their lunch break. And I'm sure it has something to do with some sort of employee incentive. Like they're get it's either for their insurance or like, you know, you're there's people in suits walking around outside. But I'm like, they're making the time and I'm sitting here like, no, but I have to get these things done. And yet I have every opportunity to do something just like that every single day. Yeah. What a waste, right? Like most of 
most of us are want this virtual lifestyle so that we have the freedom to do those. Yeah, of- and then we don't take advantage of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we got to take advantage of it. That's just crazy. Well, and I find if you do take advantage of it, you get more done in less time. I know. And so why we force ourselves to sit in the same place is beyond me. Like if I go work out and spend the time on my body or if I shower, God forbid, like... I did both of those things today, you guys. <laughs> I know. And like massive things happen. I know it sounds so generic, but if you take care of yourself, huge things are in store for you. (laughs) So I want to go back a little bit and talk a little bit more about color of light bulbs. I would love to hear just a couple of examples of what specific colors could mean for our mood levels and our productivity at home? Well, I've heard that the, you know, the color blue and the light is definitely calming. It makes sense because you think about, you know, the sea and the sky and the vastness of that and how that can call in calmness. And a tint of yellow can help you focus. But if it's too much, it might cause anxiety in people. Like, and when I was doing some research on color theory and feng shui, which is interesting because color can make you feel different ways according to what culture you're in because it bring, it brings up certain you know traditions and meanings cultural meanings so but it was interesting that I read that a bright yellow would be like a really bad thing to have in a baby's room because bright yellow can cause anxiety and that someone actually studied this and, and discovered it could cause more crying in babies so I'm like oh poor baby who had to suffer through that but it makes sense you know most of the time people naturally would you know, have soft pastel colors for a little innocent baby. But, and in general, you know, colors like pink represent innocence and pink represents, it also represents romance and, and softness and that kind of thing. Green, I just wrote a post on Instagram today about green and how green represents abundance and growth. It's in spring. And so if you think about adding more green, and especially if you add in green plants, which reduce oxygen, that's a really nice way to to call in growth. So if you have this intention around growth or financial growth, then bring in some green into your work environment. And even when you think about, like, if you just happen to look at it and you can kind of remember, it's almost like an affirmation just, just by having the thought. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, a hundred percent adding in those, those touch points for those thoughts. Yeah. So I want to know more about feng shui. I used to, as a child, I remember my mom would quote it and like, be like, well, according to feng shui, we need to put this over here or we need to put a mirror facing this direction. Like all these things. So give us some like top pointers for like feng shui for dummies. Like what are we supposed to be doing? You can't have your back to the door. (laughs) Well, you know what? To be honest with you, I'm not that versed in it. I do have a chapter in it. I had my manager like actually write this little chapter on feng shui because she's more into it than I am. I like the one thing I remember I did take a, a feng shui course and I remember them saying like, keep your toilet like your toilet cover closed because like money can disappear if you keep it open. So it's the every time I go to the bathroom, I think about that. And I'm always like, Oh, close it. It's also disgusting to have it open. So just shut that. (laughs) Yeah, just shut it. Yeah. So that's what I always think about. But in my book, she has this layout. Actually, I'm trying to flip through here and see if I can find it. She has this desk layout, which is pretty cool. You know, like if you're into the kind, that kind of thing, I mean, to me, like, here's my thing. I think it's cool to learn about it. And then I think that it's also good to just think about like what works for you, of course. But 
you know, but it's also interesting. Hold on, I'm just flipping through here. See if I can find this graphic because it shows you how to arrange your desk in different ways. See, I have mine literally just set up by what on camera will look like my office is clean and organized. <laughs> because the rest of it is not. Well, and I tried to rearrange once and my husband was like, literally, the desk only goes this place on this wall. And if you move it to a different room, we're going to have problems. Those were his exact words. And then I did move it to a different room and then we did have problems. <laughs> And then you have problems. Oh my gosh, that's funny. Well, I found this if you guys want to hear. So if you don't like, okay, there's a bunch of tips here. So I'm just going to, if you don't mind, can I read this tip number two? Okay, position your desk. The desk position is a biggie. Ideally, you want to be farther away from the door and positioned in a way so your back does not face the door. In feng shui, this is called the commanding position. By facing the open doorway, you are inviting success in business. Okay, if you're unable to move your desk in this position, bring in a mirror so you can see a reflection of the door. Your desk should draw you in and excite you. Keep this in mind when placing it. So there's one tip. There you go. And then there's this little chart she has. So if you can just imagine your desktop, I'll go through this briefly. So in the right top corner of your desk, of this is using the Bagua map, which is what they use in Feng Shui. So that corner, the top right corner is love and relationships. And so you would have want to have something that would be good for that. So in this picture, she has like a little stone heart and a plant. So the plant would indicate like growth and your love and your relationship. And then underneath that would be creativity. And then underneath that would be helpful people and travel. So it might be nice to have like something that would indicate that. I don't know, a little map or like maybe something you've picked up on your travels. And then in the middle quadrant in the top would be fame and reputation. So we have the computer there (laughs) because we all work from home. And then the middle one is mind, body, and spirit. And then career, life, and purpose. And then just two more. So then on the left-hand corner to the top, it's abundance and prosperity. And again, so there we have a salt lamp, like a, a pink salt lamp. And I have one here right next to me right now as we're speaking, because actually that um, Him- Himalayan salt lamps are really good for neutralizing energy. So if you have those, you know, waves that come through your computer that are not really good for you, we've been told having plants and having these salt lamps around your computer can neutralize that energy. I'm good. I have three. I have two plants and a salt lamp right here. Awesome. Yeah, that's so you can't see me. But right now around me, I have I have a plant, I have a salt lamp and I have and I have some flowers. Yeah. And maybe we can show a picture of this with the podcast or something. I was just gonna say I find it so interesting how I feel like my desk is already kind of set up that way. I have like pictures of my spouse and my sister in the love area, my create areas, my microphone, the fame and fortune is obviously my giant desktop, the area of abundance and like future stuff. I have um, a diamond pin, which is all about like the rank I want to achieve in another company I'm in. I have my crystals, like I'm feeling good about my space right now. Wow. Girl, you got it. You got it going on already. You intuitively knew the Agua map. I have a box of tissues and some cough drops and a pair of scissors, two old coffee cups, 
I mean, yeah. <laughs> I think you need to work on your space, Emily. Girl, you got some work to do. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I also have a broken diffuser. I was like, try, I was going to, oh, I have another plant and a plant, a real life plant and a fake plant and a broken diffuser. So my life clearly needs some work. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Get rid of the broken diffuser. Step one. Exactly. I don't, it made me sad. It just doesn't turn on anymore, which I don't even understand. It's fine. I think it's interesting because so many of us like look at Instagram worthy offices and desk space and we get that like comparisonitis and that envy when it's really actually simple to just be mindful about the space that you're in and the things that you're choosing to have around you. And it goes back to taking the effort to make the walk around the block or go eat lunch. We picture these things as taking more time instead of giving us back time. And I, I really appreciate the perspective that you're bringing about the importance of all of this stuff. Yeah. And if you kind of go back to the core of it, I mean, I don't know if you guys are into manifestation or intention or the law of attraction, but really it's like, what energy you're putting out into the world, you're calling back to you. And this can go for your personal style of how you dress and how you look and how people react to you all the way to your home and your office. So it, it's basically about respecting your space and trying to creatively reflect your essence of who you are in that space so that you get that energy back. 100%. You know, so you don't want some old coffee cups and broken down diffusers. Reflecting that back to you, you know, because that might come back in some weird ways. So clean that up. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's head into talk strategy to me. And I would love to hear some action steps or takeaways that people can either implement today, this week, this month about being more mindful about their space and, and maybe making some changes for the better. Okay. Well, I'd say step one is, you know, be clear about what you want. So start to notice where you get energy and what lights you up and what helps you work better and be more efficient or focus, whatever it is that you're trying to call in. And one way to do that is could make a mood board or a vision board. I really love that as a tool to help me figure out how I want to create a space. So that would be one tip. And then I would say also, you know, remember that it doesn't have to be perfect, that you have the creativity inside of you. So don't wait until everything is just right to start your project or to start your book or to start your blog. You know, just remember that all these things are extras, but you really can do it on your own. Just sit down and do it. Yeah. And I guess another strategy would be, you know, if there's anybody else involved in your life, like a boyfriend or husband or a child that you, you know, if you're trying to carve out time, which is most people's problem, right? That you talk to them about it and you set up expectations so that everybody's clear and that they understand the purpose of why you're doing this. And, you know, maybe, you know, you're working part time to create a business or something and, and they're just, they just see that you're not there. And so if you explain the purpose and like why you want to do this and they can support you in that, then that'll make things a lot easier for you as well. I love that. Super helpful. Well, thanks for coming on. How about you tell everyone where they can hang out with you online and follow you in all the places? Okay, great. So Sweet Spot Style is my website, www.sweetspotstyle. And I'm on Instagram at Deshay Peacock. And it's spelled D-E-S-H-A and then Peacock like the bird. And yes, that's my real name. <laughs> There's not another one out there that I know of. So you should be able to find it. <laughs> I love that. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you guys so much. It was fun. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? 
Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.